Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money, and today we're going to talk about creating income in retirement and how critical that is. And the question is, is how can we generate regular, dependable retirement income? We'll break it down when we come right back. And now, live from the heart of New City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gilles. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in. To mark on money. Hey, welcome in everybody. This is Mark on Money. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark Keels is here. Mark is a certified financial planner. He is an independent fiduciary, more than 30 years experience. You'll find him at EFS Wealth Management. You'll find the website at EFS, the number for the letter U.com. Lots to talk about today. Mark, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very, very well, thanks. And and uh, you know, we we really there's <laughs> the the market, the uh, you know, the economy, everything just seems to be kind of bouncing along, being on that roller coaster that we are always on. So we got to figure out how to make sure we've got good income. Yeah, and I think you know the markets is a good point there, Steve. That you know, in the last few years, I think people kind of got complacent. And if you've listened to my show, I've I've talked about that. In fact, I talked about um, if you go back and you listen to my shows at the beginning of last year when we talked about the bond market and the longest bull market in bonds, and it had to come to an end at some point, and it came to an end in a glorious fashion with a bear market in stocks and the worst bond market ever with no place to hide. Everything lost money last year unless you were 100% in cash. Now, if you have 20 years yet and you're 45 – to retirement and you're still accumulating money, a bear market is actually beneficial because it allows you to buy stocks and other investments at a discount. But if you're in retirement and drawing income off of your money, a bear market actually accelerates the decline of your portfolio because it forces you to sell investments if you don't have any other income sources at a loss to be able to live. And that is the quandary. And, you know, so I think, you know, 
hopefully people have realized that, you know, markets do go down. You know, they lost 30 percent, you know, during the beginning of COVID. Um, we lost 30 percent in a lot of indices um, last year. And, you know, bear markets can happen at any time. I mean, the stock market could lose 15 percent next month. Um, nobody knows. Right. Right. And uh, so you've got to have somewhere where you have predictable uh, money to be able to live on and, most importantly, a strategy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, and I think it's important to have that strategy written down in somewhere where you can look at it and say, yes, this is my strategy. Here's how my strategy is doing. And I don't find anybody that comes into our office that has a strategy that says, well, here's how my strategy is, here's where I started, here's where I'm drawing income from, here's where I'm going to take it five years from now, here's where my money's invested for 15 years, and this is what I'm expecting it to do over that period of time to generate the income I need, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Right. Well, and again, one of the things and one of the ways to, re to get that, uh, we talk about uh, regular, dependable, and I think the other word there needs to be sustainable, doesn't it? Income. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I no, not I think so. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, um, and and so I mean, one of the ways to do that, obviously, if we're fortunate enough to have a pension, problem solved. Well, it, it is a problem solved in terms of you will receive a regular income stream through your retirement, but the issue could be, as a lot of us have realized, is stuff can go up, and that's called inflation. And inflation can make a rich man poor. That's if you've heard that statement before. And if you have a pension that you know you were getting three, four thousand dollars a month from, now all of a sudden, you know, your pension is still paying you three or four thousand dollars a month, but in effect, you're receiving ten or fifteen percent less because everything else costs ten or fifteen percent more. Right. So the pension doesn't buy as much as what it would have before. And so a good illustration a good illustration of that um is you know a teacher who retired and now is in her in her 90s and retired on a fixed income. We have a lot of teachers that have, you know, pensions. Right. And some pensions do have an inflation adjustment, but a lot of them do not. And so the pension that she retired on is still the pension that she receives um today. And so retired in in you're 50s, and now you're 90. Well, that's 35 years, and the pension over that 35-year period of time has lost about 80% of its purchasing power. You wow. know, so at retirement, it replaced 60% of salary. Well, 60% of salary was great, plus Social Security. You almost had 100% replacement, but if you didn't have any other income sources to make up the loss of that pension each year, you can end up as this teacher has in low-income housing in order to be able to afford rent. Right. Well, that, I mean, that is, I mean, again, that's just the math, and there's no, there's no denying that. Right, and, and so, yeah, we have a lot of teachers as clients um, that have dual pensions and Social Security, and the planning that led up to that, because, again, like you said, I've been doing this for 30 years, so I've talked to them 15, 20 25 years before they got to retirement, and now they're still my clients and they are retired, you know, they had to save money with that intention. And even at retirement, 
having a few hundred thousand dollars of money plus pensions is a great income source, but had to be diligent not to spend all of the money that they had saved because that was going to be needed, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road and the amount of money that was going to have to be withdrawn, and it is, and this is what's happening, um, is escalating because of the loss of purchasing power in a pension. Right. Well, let's uh, all right. So shift gears. Another way to generate income in retirement is through an annuity. And and I know we open up a can of worms there, but Mark, this is certainly a discussion worth having because they certainly are not uh, what they used to be. Yeah, and annuities, the nice thing about annuities are if you structure them right, and remember, we talk about annuities on this show before, but annuities can be good and they can be bad. And so the bad annuities are the ones that are purchased based upon emotion, have some um, you know, features that really are not appropriate for you. The good ones are ones that are put into a strategy that makes sense. And so annuities, unlike pensions, you can ladder them. Uh, because annuities like pensions, if they do have an income benefit or an income rider on them, uh, they will do the same thing as a pension would be, is you lose that purchasing power because, yes, you will have regular income through your retirement years. Um, you can take lifetime income just like a pension from an annuity, but some of those annuities don't increase over time. And so the Money that you're getting today is going to be the same that you're getting 15 years from now. But you can you know, offset that with a thoughtful annuity strategy by taking an annuity today that buys X amount of income and then deferring an annuity in the future that has an escalating income that the longer you defer it, the more income you're going to be able to receive in, in thinking that, well, I'm going to use this future annuity to offset the loss of purchasing power and that way you've already set that money aside thinking about what the loss of purchasing power is. So, again, a strategy, you know, no matter what things you're going to plan to use to generate income in retirement. Well, and again, you talk about strategies and, and obviously pension, annuity, those are certainly easily defined as strategies. But when it comes to Social Security, is there a strategy with Social Security? You know, Social Security, absolutely, because it depends upon, you know, the age of the individuals, the amount of Social Security benefit that each one of them is going to receive. Uh, you know, really, Social Security strategies have to do with married couples. Uh, single people, you know, maybe not so much, uh, and especially with the rise in interest rates today, the Social Security planning has gotten to be a little bit more difficult because now you can actually earn something on the cash that you have. And hopefully you're all earning 4 to 5% on the cash that you have, by the way. But you now have the ability to actually generate some money and some you know, future value on the cash that you have, whereas before Social Security you know, was guaranteed to continue to go up the you know, longer that you delayed. And so now you've got some money that, yes, you can guarantee, you know, you know, in, in whatever, bonds, CDs, annuities, that, that cash is going to grow. So it's become more difficult um, choice-wise to, you know, choose when you should take Social Security, more so than I think it, ha it was 
you know, a few years ago when interest rates were at zero. However, you should still have a thoughtful Social Security strategy. And again, that needs to be included in your withdrawal strategy. One of the things to think about with Social Security is maybe not necessarily withdrawal strategy, but, you know, a strategy that that comes in with the tax planning aspect of taking Social Security because you can delay it and you're going to get about the same amount of money from Social Security when you factor in, you know, delaying it, living to life expectancy, et cetera. But you have the ability to push income off and maybe incorporate other withdrawals or a Roth conversion strategy by delaying Social Security. So you're taking money, paying taxes on it, and Social Security then is increasing and you're taking it later. So again, complications, lots of choices, what should you do, um, you know, seek out a holistic planner like us. Uh, you can look at what we do at our website at EFS, the number four, the letter U dot com. You can email me with questions at mark at EFS, EFS for you dot com. Uh, we have clients all over the country, by the way. Uh, we visit with people all over the country from the West Coast to the East Coast. Uh, and, you know, we can visit with you about your strategy and implementing some of the things and, and looking at a written strategy like we talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's important, you know, to take a look at, you know, those things when you draw Social Security. Um, you know, do you have after-tax money? Do you have all of your money in, in IRAs? Um, what are the age differences? Yes, it's, it's it, you know... It's got to be taken into account. Sure. Well, and uh, we talk about uh, withdrawal. You just mentioned it, withdrawal strategies. I mean, that is different for everyone, too, isn't it? I mean, depending on how much we've saved and where it is and how we need to use it, I mean, that, that becomes a pretty tricky part, and that is where your experience comes into play. Yeah, so I'll, let me ask you a question, and it's an important question, is do you want to have fun when you retire? Yes, <laughs> well, it's a very right. quick answer. And, right. And so what do you want to do when you retire? Well, you want to spend your money, and you go through three different stages. And I think all of you will agree with me that those stages are the go-go years in retirement, the slow-go years, and then the no-go years. Right. Well, you're going to spend the most amount of money in the go-go years. And so if you look at our industry – our industry, by the way, is really biased against your retirement income planning because they don't want you to take your money because a lot of the industry gets paid based upon your account balances. And so if you spend your money, they get paid less. And so if you look at the withdrawal strategy, it's like, well, you should take 3% or 4% of your money, you know, leave that balance there. You know, so that you know you are not, not going to run out of money in retirement, et cetera. You've heard those types of things, sure. you know, Monte Carlo simulations and and all of the like. Well, that that really doesn't apply to people that are in retirement in the way that they spend their money, because you want to spend most of your money right in the beginning years of your retirement and have fun. Yes. So how do you do that without the without running out of money or having while was still having money left later on in retirement. Right, that's the goal. And so the the way that that I think is a 
is a good strategy. It's one that, that we use a lot, is a time-segmented distribution strategy. And so let me explain that. It's basically you put your money into different buckets according to when you're going to spend it, and you you put money into each bucket over the entire uh, retirement period of time. So let's say you retire at 65. So 25 years you know, of income, you know, 65 to 90. And the first two buckets of money, you know, are your go-go years, maybe the first three buckets of money, maybe 65 to 80, because that's usually the go-go year somewhere, you know, between that 65 to 80 years old. And then the slow-go years are another five to 10 years. And then the no-go years follow that. But you can spend more money at the beginning of your retirement years as long as you have money set aside for your future self. So if you set money aside for 15 years down the road and 20 years down the road and 25 years down the road, and they're in buckets to be spent after 15 years, after 20 years, after 25 years, then you can you know, have fun and spend all the money that you've set aside in the first buckets of your retirement. Right. Because you've already set money aside for the future buckets of retirement. And the re- withdrawal rate percentage of your portfolio doesn't matter as long as you have calculated what you're going to need to sustain your retirement later on in retirement. So you could spend 6 to 7% of your portfolio the first five to 10 years and still have a good income later on, it's probably not likely you can sustain that six to 7% withdrawal rate over a 25 year period of time. So you can take more money up front. You'll have to take less money as a percentage of the total portfolio that you calculate out in the beginning. Maybe your withdrawal rate now drops to 3% after 15 years. But as long as those dollars are still able to cover groceries, expenses, some travel, health care, all the other necessary things that you want to do, you're going to be fine. And, and that is having a strategy. And like I mentioned before, it is something that is charted out in writing, uh, showing what amounts of money have to go into each time segment, and then you get to play with it. So if you have a finite amount of money, so let's say you have a million dollars, how do you divide that up between five or six income buckets? Well, you divide it up, and math tells you how much you can spend now, because if you spend more money now, you're going to have less to spend later. Right. But as long as you still have money in those buckets, later on, you're going to have money to spend when you get there. I like the sound of it. Mark, uh, folks, if you want to reach out, this is that website. It's EFS, the number four, the letter U dot com. Or just uh, give us a call, 712-224-4651. Either way, reach out to Mark and set up a time to come on in and talk about it. You mentioned this when it came to annuities. You talked about laddering annuities. And now I've certainly heard about bond laddering. And uh, So what is that and, and how is that a strategy? So bond ladder, again, so we, we talk about our different buckets of money. What, what are we going to put into each bucket? And so now once you decide and figure out, well, how much money do I want to have to live on during what periods of time, during the go-go years, the slow-go years, and so forth, now the decision after that uh, comes to, well, what are we going to use to invest in in each one of those different time segments? 
And so bond ladders is one of those time segments that you invest in, in those beginning segments, so that as the bonds mature, you spend the income. So you have bonds, as long as they're held to maturity, you're going to get your principal back during that period of time, plus they're going to kick off some interest, and you use that strategy to fund maybe the first couple buckets of your retirement. Now, sometimes, as long as you have enough money, and, and, and one of the things about bond ladders, I, I like them, and I don't like them. Okay. You know, I like them because they are uh, an alternative, and so, but one of the things that, and they're not that complicated to set up, um, a bond ladder, but they are going to show fluctuation in principle. So let's say you had a bond ladder three years ago, and their bond ladder was a seven-year bond ladder. Well, you probably your principal value of your bond ladder probably is down ten percent mm -hmm. from where it was three years ago. Is that going to affect your psyche? You know, because your portfolio is actually going to see a ten percent loss. Now, the income, as long as none of those bonds default, because there is default risk when you're buying individual bonds, but as long as none of those bonds default, the bond ladder strategy that you set up three years ago is still going to be the exact same because those bonds are still going to mature at par value and return back the money that you expect to get. So the income stream and the amount of money that you expect to get from that bond ladder isn't going to have changed. But what does change is the principal value. So if you set a bond ladder up today, you know you can pretty much have a predictable cash flow from that bond ladder so to fund that first bucket of money. But the principal value is going to fluctuate based on interest rates. So if interest rates go back down, not only will you get income, um, but you'll see your portfolio value go up. Now, it's really, you know, not really a, a uh, what do I want to call it, a real value because you're not going to sell it. You know, you're going to hold those bonds to maturity. And then when the bonds reach maturity, you get the money and you spend it. Right. But again, it's, it's you know, if if you have multiple different types of accounts. Let's say you have a Roth IRA, a joint account, you have an IRA, and you're taking money from each one of them. Now you're setting up three different bond ladders. And, and to be efficient in a bond ladder, uh, you really need to have a lot of money to be able to do it. In, in, order, in other words, if you compared it to other alternatives, a bond ladder um, can cost you less or cost you more than other alternatives. In other words, you'll have either more money or less money to spend depending on how much money you put into that bond letter because there's acquisitions costs, there's management costs to manage those individual uh, manage those individual bonds. Sure. Well, and uh, so we're talking about uh, strategies uh, for income in retirement, uh, dependable, reliable, sustainable, and where do dividend stocks paying come into play? Well, you know, dividend stocks, um, really, I don't know, Steve, are they dependable? Are they reliable? Are they predictable? Neither. Um, none. None of those. <laughs> um, however, um, you know, if you have a diversified blue chip stock portfolio, um, you can probably depend that you're going to continue to receive dividends off of those. However, it's not guaranteed. Um, but, you know, if you own the dividend aristocrat, Let's say ETF, where you know you have the top fifty companies that have increased 
their dividends for you know every year for the last 20 years in recessions, non-recessions, so forth and so on. Um, you could probably rely, um, you know, be confident, but still, you know, understand that it's not guaranteed that you're going to receive money that is going to have dividends. And again, it's it's just part of the overall investment strategy. Again, it's written down, hey, part of my income is going to come from this dividend on these stocks that I own. How much is it? Where's my Social Security income come from? If I have rental properties or farm farm ground, mm-hmm. uh, how much of my income is going to come from those things? It's not a whole lot different than having a pension that pays X amount of dollars. It's about, you know, this is how much money is going to come here. Here's what the expected is. And here's where additional income is going to come from. Now, if you have enough income coming from dividend-paying stocks, from rental income, from pensions, and from Social Security, and you're not even spending all of that money, well, then you are truly blessed. Then your retirement is going to be not necessarily simpler, but now you're looking at a different type of planning that is involved more so in in really tax planning and then distribution planning because you're going to accumulate wealth because you're not even spending what you're getting and now it's what do I do with my money? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a that's a good problem to have, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, but it, it's not like what we talked about before where you put money into different buckets to draw off of money. Now you have different buckets that produce income and then you have other buckets that are legacy buckets or what I would term as never money. You know? Okay. Um, you're never going to spend it. You know, it doesn't matter what happens. You've got long-term care insurance in place. You know, you have longevity. You're, you're never going to sp- This is never money. Maybe it's Roth IRA money. Maybe it's your stock portfolio. Um, and it's going to be left to future generations. Now the question is, is what's the best way to leave that money to future generations? And so it's a little bit different discussions. We still lay out the income plan. But now a lot of the discussion falls upon what do we do with our excess money? What's the best plan for you to use to be able to maximize uh, that distribution in the future while minimizing potential taxes now and for the uh, heirs who are going to receive it someday? Well, you talk about time-segmented distribution and how that is one of the strategies that you use. And the thing is, is that strategy is works and it works for a lot of people on a lot of different levels. It's just a different way of interpreting it. Am I right there? Yeah, it is. And, you know, sometimes even people that, you know, I would say have, you know, excess capital, you know, they have more money than they're going to spend in retirement. Mm -hmm. We still do a combination of the two. We still do a retirement income plan using time segmented distribution. We're just not using all their money because we don't need to use it all. Um, But we still determine, well, how much of the money is going to be needed to generate income? And maybe we do a combination of a, you know, income plan and then a legacy plan where you have that never money and what do we do with it? Sure, sure. So uh, to me, it just makes sense to, really sooner the better, to sit down and begin to put that initial plan together. Or if you have a plan already and, and you haven't had it looked at recently, Give Mark a call and, you know, get that second set of eyes on it. 
Yeah, I think that's that's a very wise statement there, Steve. I will agree with that. <laughs> very good, then. <laughs> so, folks, it's uh, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. That's the website, 712-224-4651 is the phone number. Either way, reach out, talk to Mark, sit down with, uh, with Mark or one of his team. And uh, really, you guys are... Uh, you know, you no stranger to doing this, obviously, and and the markets that you know the market does what the market does, the economy does what it does. The good news is you've been there through all of it. Yeah, we've got a number of advisors in our office uh, that do what I do, and a great staff to support that process and to support you. Um, and yeah, if you'd like to visit, get a second opinion, uh, give us a call. Otherwise, have a fantastic day, and uh, we are looking forward to spring here in the Midwest. The grass is green, the sun is shining today, so and uh, the stock market has made a good recovery from where we were last year. But I don't know where it's going, but I know we do have a plan that has um, a good strategy to help no matter which way. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.